<laughs> Who, Cass and Mare? Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, these three. These two. <laughs> <laughs> you're in on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm in on it sometimes. Yeah, your dynamic feels like a supportive sisterhood, but like... Definitely sister wives. But it feels like you <laughs> truly allow each other to be yourself, which is fucking wild to observe. Because even in girl friendships, I don't know if we truly allow each other to be ourselves, you know? Yeah. Especially in a dynamic where there might be sexual competition. Yeah. And it seems like you like literally will hold space for each other without that element of the competition. Yeah, we try. You know, we're both Leo Risings one degree apart on the Ascendant. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. You know astrology way better than me. I'm, I'm not an astrology witch, but I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I assume so. So I give out the anecdotes, but that's one of the things I think of when I think of that. I don't know. Can you tell me why I am a Virgo rising and a Virgo sun, but not fucking organized <laughs> in the least? And so messy. Yeah, it's funny because that's the biggest quality that people that being a, that I can't identify with as a Virgo. Are you born at night? First of all, let me just clarify this. 7 a.m. A.m. Mm-hmm. So the sun was out. Yeah. Bright and shining. All right, daytime child. So you can't use that excuse. I use that excuse because I was born at night and my moon is cancer. And so when you're born at night with a day chart, your moon is really your luminary. So it acts as your sun. So you'll identify more with that part of your chart. Um, sun in the first house and a Virgo rising. It does seem like you'd be meticulous. I just, I equate it, I guess, because I feel like I'm incredibly organized more than most people. It just happens to not be on this plane of existence. Oh, I thank you. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> I'm like, I'm organized here. Yeah. There's like, like yeah. Up here. Yeah, yeah. 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 And there's, there's weird rare spaces that I interface with other people where I realize that where I'm like, oh yeah, I can just like kind of organize super fast in this realm and like get whatever done, you know, but it, requ- and it, and it requires me to not be as present here. Yeah. And I'm always going to have to like work more that more of that balance, you know, cause I'm existing in this fucking human body on this planet. But it definitely feels like it, it's an intentional part of like my consciousness channeling about like, I can't, I literally need to tune out some of these frequencies so that I can organize the others. Cause they're more important to me organizing. Th- and I have this weird chaos magician thing where like messiness feels inspiring to me. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm like, am I just using being an artist as an excuse to not clean (laughs) but coming to new york city i'm like why it's been so fucking magic every step of the way and i'm like why am i thriving here and i'm like oh because i love chaos magic yeah Mm -hmm. new york city is a representation of the underworld in this plane and not like the underworld like hell but the underworld of people walking in their shadows oh yeah people playing with different masks and characters and what I've realized since I've been here I've been getting a lot of downloads around time Mm. and my guides are really forcing the idea that yes time isn't real but not only is it not real we can control it we can play with it we can manipulate it And when I came, I was a little nervous about coming to the city because everyone's like, it moves so fast, you know? But it, since I've been here, I've been like stopping time and like, and, and not like me stopping it, but really doing a dance with it. 
And I can't really put my language around it, but having more conversations with the time Mm -hmm. and letting it play with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it feels like you experience time dilation in a really intense way because there's so much segment intending here because it's not like a wide open plane of life. It's always like you're here and with these group of people and then you're here with a totally crazy another group of people and then you're here. It's like it's the segments of time are so clear and the way that you experience them differentially is so clear because they're right next to each other and you're like, God, that five minutes just felt like 15 hours or whatever. Mm. And yeah, then this time felt like you know, it could never end. I also love that you like never know who you could meet. Like it's just very chaos magic here yeah it's yes exciting. and you could just like call them in you know yeah. what I mean exactly yeah. and, and that's all that I've done here um before I met them I was like I made this joke to my friend in this apartment like god I really need a new drug dealer be- <laughs> the last one something bad happened we, could, we couldn't be friends anymore um I wish Hamilton Morris would just like hit me up you know and I'm walking down <laughs> I'm walking Mowgli to the fucking coffee shop the next day in the morning and Hamilton Morris pa- passes me on this block Damn. Yes, it's so real. <laughs> I'm like, how much am I going to tell right now? But we did that with Laura Jane Grace once, um, the lead singer of Against Me. You, we were down in Asbury Park, and you and Jen. So I was wearing these pants. Yeah, we were out. I remember? Yeah, that's crazy. We were out, and we were talking about Against Me, and we we're like, me and Jen were bonding. Like, oh, I didn't know you liked them. Holy shit, this and that. We leave. And like, I'm like, who's this, who's this person eyeing up Cass? And I just kind of divert my attention and keep walking. And then as I get closer, I'm like, oh, that's Laura Jane Grace. Totally checking Cass out. It was awesome. I've never been that like consumed by a chick. And then I was (laughs) like, oh, well, she's a trans woman. I don't know if that matters. Or she's a rock star. That also is a big part of it. (laughs) I was like, whoa, what was that? And then we were just like, that was Laura Jane Grace. We were just talking about her 15 (laughs) minutes earlier. So crazy. Too funny. Um, Yeah. So. You're in New York. Damn. You got to stay. I want to stay more than anything, especially hearing what you guys are doing on the eclipse. Uh, I really want to stay. Yeah. Um, You know, combo. Am I saying it wrong? The frog medicine. Well, I have this thing of holding on to everything so deeply in my body. Like I just, I feel other people's energy fields and bodies, but I think I've had a bad habit of storing it in my own cells. And I am like this very heavy earth energy. And I started my podcast Horror Pod as like a sexual exploration from like managing a strip club. Yeah. But I feel like such a fucking fraud (laughs) because I have not had sex with anyone else besides this one person for the last seven years years no wow. seven i know i haven't even confessed this on horror pod wow oh an exclusive <laughs> this is a, yeah this is a, this is breaking news i was like because i like that you said seven and then pause for a second i was like what this is gonna be her you know yeah <laughs> and seven is also i just put this together seven i i put on my story the other day i'm like numerologist friends tell me like what 17 means because when I was flying here, I was on seat 17. I went and performed at this poetry event. I was number 17. Went to another poetry event the next night, number 17. Wow. And, like, I've never had so much 17 sinks. And I did a Patreon live yesterday. And, you know, everyone's psychic right now. So, like, yeah. And you, everyone knows if you're lying or telling yep. the truth on a podcast. And I was, like, asking my patrons, like, 
what does 17 mean? And they were like giving me all these numerology ideas. And then someone wrote, Lacey, it's your 17 year old self. What are you talking about? What does it mean? It's your 17 year old self. And I just started like bawling. I talk about our inner child a lot, but I think we're taught we're this one self when really we're our five-year-old self, we're our teenage self, we're our higher self, Mm -hmm. you know, we're the crone, we're all these selves and we're trying to be one thing in society and operate from that. And I started bawling because I was like, oh shit, I was supposed to come to New York when I was 17. I wanted to be in theater so bad and I was an orphan and applying to all these schools and I didn't even get to like I applied and you were supposed to have your parents come in and like apply with you and I had Mm -hmm. no parents to come in so this like guidance counselor like took me by the hand and like helped me go through this application process and I got into this theater call like this theater program in New York but I could never pay for it Mm. And my family, like, did not give a fuck about the arts, you know. I was living with my grandparents. And, like, I felt like I lost that dream. Like, Mm. it died inside of me. Because I always thought I would be living in New York and be a real fucking artist and (laughs) do theater stuff. And that part of me, like, died. And when she said that, I was just, like, bawling. I was like, I'm my 17-year-old self here. Damn. Like, and I've just been dressing. I, not today, because I thought I'd be more mm-hmm. appropriate, I guess. <laughs> but I've been, like, wearing these, like, wild tutus. And when I first started performing at 17, I would always wear tutus at my shows. Mm. And, like, so I've just been, like, wearing huge, like, tutus with trains. And, like, l- I see color as energy. So I've been, like, embracing the color lilac. As an herbalist, lilac is a sweet protector. Um, but back to sex. I had sex last night. What? <laughs> Another exclusive. Yes. For Fuck the first yeah. time with so- someone in the someone new in the last seven fucking years. Wow. Oh my! No wonder you needed a juice. <laughs> yes, I needed so much juice. And like the time thing is real because like I kicked him out at six o'clock this morning. I was like, I have to do a podcast with really cool people tomorrow, and my brain isn't gonna work. And he's like, What? Really? And I was like, Yes, you have to leave, and I'm gonna talk about you on the podcast. <laughs> and he's yes. like, What? Awesome. And yeah, and. We, but I was like, oh no, I'm going to be so tired. But really, I feel like I got the best night of sleep of my life. Awesome. Like I, but it's that time thing. It's mm-hmm. like, I think t- us fearing time restricts energy in our body. Mm. Like we constantly, I think everything is magic. So I'm so manic energy mm. right now. I'm all it. over the place. Carry this thing. You got We're it. On <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're channeling all of us. Yeah. <laughs> We're sorry. <laughs> so I'm really, as a witch, I'm really into dark goddesses in the underworld. And there's a dark goddess, Medea. And Medea was a dark goddess of illusion and delusion and foresight and prophecy. And I believe we're kind of ran by this energy of the matrix and for lack of better words. And this energy of the matrix uses the occult magic of Medea from the underworld and we call it media, Mm. but it like comes from that name and they use occult ritual 
to put spells on us. And one of the biggest spells we have on ourselves is this energy of time. Mm. And we're told all the time that time is limited. Mm. Time is restrictive. Mm. And with that magic, we start restricting in our physical form. Mm. We start restricting in our energy field. And then what happens when a bunch of gods or autonomous beings and human bodies become restricted well our immune system becomes restricted restricted mm. it literally makes us sicker when we have fear around time mm. wow. and and we have such a fear around time because we don't know how to integrate death in mm. our everyday cycle yeah and we don't know how to integrate death in our everyday cycle because we a lot of us don't live when i found you guys i was like those motherfuckers are living. <laughs> I am in love with these people at first sight because they're truly living yeah. as artists. Yeah. And when it feels like we're not, oh man, is there hell to pay? You know? <laughs> if we, if, you know, if there feels like any stagnation, yeah. it feels like it, uh, it brings out, it definitely brings out the worst of me, you know? Yeah. I'm like, let's come on, let's keep it moving. <laughs> yeah. Let's, no, I feel let's like, get busy living. Yeah. You feel like you're breaking up open a part of me because I have this like upcoming job and I'm trying to produce and I have like a deadline like we're leaving for Abu Dhabi and it like has to happen on time and I'm just feeling like I've literally I was because Mary was down here and we were upstate and I was like calling Mary and I'm like I feel like I'm gonna throw up like I need there needs to be more of me there's not enough time like what the hell yeah, yeah. and it yeah. will make you sick like that and the worst thing for a creator or an artist is fear of time mm. in my opinion oh because you rush or it's like, oh, like me, I was like, I, I didn't do theater when I was 17 in New York. I don't have enough time. I'm too old now. And, mm. and then it shuts down the creator part of us. Of inside. course, this is wow. exactly what I've been thinking about recently, too, about how time, how many artists time is killed. Yeah. But not thinking that you're on the right time. Exactly. Mm. Even like when you're improvising, that's the problem. Right. It's the second that your spirit's thinking that you're, you're ahead of time or behind time, you will be. Yes. It's crazy. It's <laughs> time a wild to think thing. about time. time to th if, yeah, yeah. If you spend time thinking about time, it'll really fuck you. <laughs> yeah, it will. And so I've just been practicing like <clears throat> just simple spell and simple mantra of it's all going to happen right on time. Like everything mm. is aligned <clears throat> on time. Yeah. And even coming over here, I thought it was like coming early and I like started rushing and I was like, yeah, I'm going to get there early. And I got here right on time. Like mm -hmm. the time cast sent me. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. yeah. So I've been like playing mm -hmm. with numbers and age and time since I've been in the city. And I was at this performance last night. And it's a dorky thing. It's slam poetry. And Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Sounds like it got you a partner, <laughs> though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking poets is interesting. <laughs> it's usually an emotional experience. Um, but I lost to him. He won the poetry slam. Oh, my God. <laughs> this, is, this is becoming more and more. Damn. Lacey, you're my hero. I love that you like held you this back till we were recording. <laughs> that was great. I mean, I kind of thought we were, like, here, and I'm like, wow, we're really blowing a lot of loads. Oh, like, damn. Lacey's just, like, going into it. We're talking about so much stuff. And I'm like, I, we get on the podcast. I'm like, I hope someone has something to say. <laughs> um, yeah, he was so gorgeous. And... I did a poem before him and then he like fucking killed his poem. And when I saw him doing his poem, I was like, 
why didn't I wax my vagina in Denver? <laughs> why didn't I not wax my vagina? It's like, I like couldn't focus on my next poem I was going to do. Cause I was like, how is he going to feel about the fact that my bush is so much redder than this hair? Like, do, <laughs> am I going to have to tell him ahead of time? And like, all this is like going through my head. And then I'm like, bitch, you're not going to have sex. You haven't had sex in seven years. You're going to be so I mean, I've had sex yeah, in some no, no, just yeah. like with yeah. the same person. You haven't person. taken on a new lover. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I can't do it. And because of my childhood trauma, um, I have this constant repetition going on in my head. Like, you're so fucking disgusting. You're so monstrous. Like, you feel gross. You're gross. And it's like, you know, it's my lowest self. It's the lowest vibration within me that I have to like, shut the fuck up. You know? Yeah. And... So I like ignored it all. And I was also like, he's way too hot for you, Lucy. Like, you're not going to have sex with him. And then I did my next poem and I got off stage and he was there. And I was like, you did a great job. And, I, and then he accidentally <laughs> spilled all of his water on me. And he was like, you did a great job. Take your clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> and then all the poets went out afterwards and we to play Uno. Okay. Yeah. And then him Cute. and I, yeah. And then him and I ended up going dancing till like three o'clock in the morning in new york wow and i've needed dance i feel like dance is ritual and like i know there's like a static dance have you guys ever done a static dance it's too lame it's so corny I, I, it <laughs> it's, just sounds corny that's that's so the only reason i can't go there yeah but that was my first love you know i was like a professional dancer when i was a younger person so yeah it's the first art i understood it's yeah. first ritual I understood too. It's such a ritual. And when people mm. are like, I don't know if I have superpowers or do I have superpowers? I'm like, go fucking dance. Like yeah. really go get lost in dance mm. Mm. by yourself. Put headphones in just where really nobody can see you as corny as that sounds. And if you get lost in the dance, you'll find your power. Like really. Oh yeah. It just takes so much to get lost. And then the spiritual growth of doing that when everybody else is watching too, you know, and getting through that ego slaughtering of like, Oh, any, any holding back that I'm doing of myself is, is really like perpetuating the obsession of my ego. Mm -hmm. Like the more that I'm just like present and letting loose in front of people is really like the grand slaughtering of it all. Right. Yeah. That's why I have to dance like a fool in front of you and Cass on the nightly. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? I just do Irish step dancing. I'm jigging around like a little leprechaun (laughs) and they're just looking at me and I'm like, this is going to make me better at sex because because I'm going to be like, who cares? You You so have leprechaun energy. Hell yeah. (laughs) I'm magical. Yeah, you are. I'll lead you to the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. I like didn't talk. I'm like, (laughs) I didn't talk about it before the podcast but i'm obsessed with people's like galactic heritage very dorky of me what we're so f- here for it one <laughs> of my friends is like do you play a lot of Fortnite?" and i'm like no <laughs> i like sorry just oh okay oh man Fortnite. yeah go for it <laughs> yeah oh <okay>. galactic <laughs> galactic what are we what happens in our, what'd you say? Galactic heritage. Yes, galactic heritage. So, like, I'm a, unfortunately a dwarf, and dwarves are not hot people. They're very, they're, like, uh, broad, and most of, like, if you Google dwarf women, they all have, like, long red beards and cr- red hair that looks like this. <laughs> and have, like, weird muscle. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, my family is all in the steel business, which is galactic dwarves. And I just realized there's like, as witches, we use elements and magic and steel 
has like fucked with the trajectory of reality because it carries so much energy within it. Mm. And I truly believe like a lot of my family trauma came from the steel, the workings, because they were constantly doing magic with that element of metal, like heavy metals, you Mm. know, and what it does to our body without integrating the other elements. So when you do spell work as a witch, you cast a circle, but you call in all of the elements to make it more balanced. <clears throat> but dwarves happen to like love leprechauns because we're all we're both Hell like yeah. trickstery, yeah. you know. Definitely. But we also can be like competitive too. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I'm more of the trickster here. Dwarves yeah. watch that, out. Like I wonder who would win an all-out drink off. You know, I haven't drank in a That's while, a but like, question. you know, a dwarf or a dwarf or a leprechaun, a dwarf, a dwarf would win. Yeah, <laughs> probably. I mean, yeah. That yeah. could just be the competitive dwarf <laughs> in me coming out. Like, probably. I don't know, you know. I think the drinking Irishman has a, a leg up maybe somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely what do you? Th- what? Go. I was just going to ask what you think Cass's galactic heritage is. Oh, elf. Cool. Elves are so beautiful mm-hmm. and like long. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, I don't even know if you're like tall, but they just have this like, like, I wish I was an elf. Like, I hate <laughs> being a dwarf. <laughs> and like, and some elves are like really tall and blonde with like weird ears, but they have like, they have like different features features or mm-hmm. like their features stand out but they're like gorgeous you just want to like look at an elf yeah and they like how they carry themselves and I remember the reading I did for you I'm like you're the, you're the mother of the community you know like you hold the community and like elves can do that in like a graceful way Mm. Mama Cass. Yeah. yeah. And I going back to like your guys' dynamic, I think one of the ways it works is you have grace. Like you carry this powerful grace. You're like, I'm going to stare at this plant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like you carry powerful grace in the dynamic, which like I don't, I as a competitive dwarf Aries moon, I could never, like I could never, you like lose I, your mind. I would lose my mind. But like, but that's, that's the lower vibration of me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But I think like what you guys are doing is like a higher dimensional version of a relationship. Yeah. Where I am. Clearly I'm not there. <laughs> I just had sex. <laughs> <laughs> but. Well, yeah. I, I think we're like, it's kind of funny because like we're competing for Sean, I guess, but kind of, it's kind of more like a hand into the baton. I think it's like Sean and I are competing for Mare too. You know, it's like kind of all yeah. dynamics all around. I think it's not competitive because I'm so, like it's you, not competitive you, at all. You, I don't. I'm you trying guys to are like a thing. Like I'm like I'm like nice accoutrement and no. I'm so fun no. and shit. Whatever the reality of the situation makes it not competitive. I don't know if you understand. Yeah. that. Do you know what I mean. And yeah. I'm very in touch with the reality of things all yeah. the time. I love you that about I mean? you. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Virgo. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sh- I, yeah. it's. I mean it. We like Sean and I dressed exactly the same today, and we were like, <laughs> we were like, okay, like this is like, we don't want to make it a thing that we like look like, like I had green pants on and a dark shirt, and I, I was came like, in and all dressed up, and I was like, I'm ready, and then she comes out five minutes later. No, I don't pay attention. Exactly like I, would, I had planned my pants the night before. Okay, you know? all right. So I was like, I don't want to make this a thing, like. <laughs> You're like, we just look like fools if we're in a thruple and we look like a couple. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That's the cutest thing I've heard. It's so cute. They're so cute like that all the time. That's very poetic. <laughs> no, and I like want to spread around the competition, but it's it doesn't even feel like, I don't know. I, I feel like Mare's a, like 
I feel like it transcends jealousy and I don't think she doesn't she doesn't threaten me like she's her energy is not trying to threaten me i hope i don't threaten her i hope sean doesn't like it we i think our well, it's, like it's more pure we try mm. to like love each other and yeah, you yeah. you love each other yeah. like beyond that like you love each other and y- the only way i feel like it wouldn't work is if you didn't fully love Cass, or yeah, you didn't yeah. fully love mayor yeah, you exactly. didn't fully love Cass. you know yeah and exactly. i respect Cass, and i respect sean i respect the relationship outside of me and i think yeah. that's also like part of the foundation of what makes it work you know oh my god that's so mature like even hearing those words i'm like <laughs> yeah, yeah i could respect it but i like don't know that i could yeah. like really at, at this version of who i am you don't know i think until you're in the situation and like yeah. i don't think we knew and i think it was probably something beyond what you could fathom you know even when we met Mare, like that we'd still be doing this like this long after because it's so i it's so explosive and fiery and amazing beyond anyone's wildest imagination that i feel weird talking about it i feel like i come off like a douche if i even <laughs> if i even allude to how incredible this situation is for me i don't think you come <laughs> up as a douche at all because well, i don't talk about this stuff <laughs> If you knew what went on before you got over here, every person would just, they would literally probably die of jealousy, you know? So, like, I can't, I can't, I can't even go there. But, but okay, so going back to, like, the media and the media fear programming, right? Mm. Yeah. But by you talking that you get to, like, worship two beautiful women, that's putting that frequency out here and, like... Our imagination is creating reality. Yeah. So you're helping people imagine, like, I could fuck two beautiful women, too. You really could. And and I think that, like, transcends jealousy. Do you know what I mean? And that helps open up people's imagination because you manifested this. Yeah. And it's not just that they're beautiful. It's that you're truly vibrating with them. Exactly. And I think like always like people are always talking about their goals and stuff. No one ever talks about sexual life goals. You exactly. Know? You don't put it out there enough. And like Cass and I just put it out there with each other that of course Mare shows up. You know, like of course, you know, <laughs> yeah. we just put out this thing like we're good, right? We're, we're so good that like we're one thing and this one thing could probably date people. Let's see. Yeah. And so much of sex, it's like STDs. AIDS, yeah. pregnancy, like from the time we're so, that's what we've, when I went to sex ed, it was like, yeah. they told us about sexual predators and about STDs. And I'm like, this shit is so scary. Yeah. Like I'm terrified of it. And I'm like sort of sex obsessed just because it's one of the blockages that I'm supposed to work through while I'm here. Mm. And yeah. And with this guy last night, he was like muscular and hot and tall and handsome and dark and all of the things I could dream of. <laughs> and getting me turned on just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, it was so hot. And we were like dancing and I couldn't tell if he was even into me because, you know, I was just the weird poet of the night. And as we were dancing, he was like, he was like, I'm kind of in my mind right now. And I'm like, sorry. And I'm like, oh no, tell me more. That like makes me feel better. And he's like, I'm getting over like a breakup and I don't even know if I'm supposed to be like in a club dancing. And I'm like, I'm getting over this too. And he's like, will you tell me like a sexual story? Or like, will you just like tell me something? 
And I don't even know what he was asking. And I was like, okay. So there's this one time I was, at a, I was at a concert. And I'm like telling him this, whispering in his ear in the middle of the club. And I was like, I can do horrified shit. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah, I can yeah, tell yeah, a yeah. sex story in someone's ear. Very yeah. arousing. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I was at a concert and we were, it was Kid Cudi a long time ago when he was going through the Cudi Cobain phase. And the crowd was so smushed together. And he was having a mental breakdown in the back, Kid Cudi was. And so there were like DJs and they kept bringing different people out. But we were all smushed together and I was wearing a skirt without underwear. And, and my boyfriend at the time had sex with me from behind, like while we were in the crowd. And That's pretty good. But when I say it out loud, it sounds like maybe I should have like asked people are, are like you know what i mean that's no. like is, is no. that a consent thing Hell i don't no. think don't no. get caught up in that shit <laughs> okay you, sorry. you gotta do you in this life <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so for some reason that's like the story that came out when i told him like when he asked mm-hmm. that and then it just like shifted the the whole energy in the room and we started dancing more sexual and i was sweating completely and he was like i kind of want to go home and tell you a bedtime story now oh. and i was like okay, I'm so scared. (laughs) Like I told this like big, bold story. And then I was like, okay, so like I'm all talk. Like literally everything I do, I'm, I'm not authentic. Like I'm all talk. I had done a poem that night about my vagina and then told him that like hot sex story. And we go back to the hotel and he sits on the bed and I was like, I might just make you leave. Like I'm so scared. Like I wanted to puke in the bathroom. And I was like, do I go shave my vagina now? Like, how long <laughs> is it going to take to shave this whole red bush while he's waiting? And I came back out and he was like, I'm so nervous too. And he was shaking. I was like, you are? But you're so hot. <laughs> Don't you just like fuck people every day in this city? And he was like, I'm so nervous. And like how we had foreplay was as if we were both virgins. Mm. And then my guides came and they're like, you're your 17 year old self when you're in New York. Mm. So I embraced like being 17 and like not having sexual experience in that moment. Mm. And I kind of told him that and he like embraced it too. And then we were just sort of like awkwardly touching each other's (laughs) bodies. And he was like fingering me in a way that in a way like he had never touched a vagina before <laughs> and then and then he like i know it doesn't sound hot like it sounds no, he's channeling a younger version of himself that didn't know what the fuck was going on yeah and he was like doing it on a subconscious level kind of mm. you know so even he, he was like do you think i'm bad right now like am i bad at sex and i was like no this i think this is how it's supposed to be and then i was like just tell the truth like how about you and i just like totally tell the truth right now and he was like i just want to look at your vagina I'm like, just look. (laughs) I was like, it's not pretty. (laughs) And he was like, can I just look? And so I like just spread my legs and he just sat there and like looked and talked to my vagina. And he was like having a conversation with my vagina. And he was like, you're so beautiful. Don't listen to what Lacey tells you. Don't. When we were on the Uber here, I'm sorry she like said that to you because you're like beautiful. And then we just like both started cracking up. Wow. And I feel like I just went through such like a metamorphosis, like a sexual transformation. What the fuck? And last like, night? Last, like New York City has been so magic for me. Damn. Like I don't. Psychedelic. Psychedelic. Just fucking crazy. And then we like 
actually like tried to have sex and it just was not working Mm. like we would like we would do it and it would be like hot and good for a second and then he would be like i had to stop i'm in my mind and then i'd be like i have to stop but then after we like had penetration then i felt safe enough to just like totally like make love to him without penetration Mm. and i was like can i just like worship you in this moment and he like surrendered to me and he's like super masculine and strong and i was like rubbing the top of his head and like kissing his ears and i like gave him a neck massage and a back massage and it felt so good to like almost serve him in that moment and i really think the masculine deserves to be served right now Mm. sexually emotionally and like through a nurturing energy and i talk about that but to like do it and play you know like in action with a stranger in the city who is carrying like this this tension of new york you could feel it on his shoulders yeah the tension of being a man at this time and i think it's hard to be a masculine at this time straight masculine and so i was just kind of like working through that in his body and like i don't know we were just like kissing but it was soft and sensual and i think that was way more intimate than when we were like trying penetration. Totally. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. God, you must've broken something open for him too. Who knows? Like, I have no idea how he's feeling today. I don't, <laughs> uh, I have a confession. <laughs> I have no idea what his name is. That's incredible. Do you have his I number? Uh, uh-uh. I Th- mean, does oh. he have your number? It's great. Um, he like, when I did the poem, I, and I never usually do this in poetry, so but I was like, you can follow me on Instagram. I have a podcast called Horror Pod, and I felt awkward saying it, but he followed me right away. So, so you got okay. that going for you. But I mean, I was just like, I'm about to have a meltdown if there's total misconnection ha- energy. Uh, it, but they, it wasn't they had the connection. They had the connection. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're they, right. They skipped ahead. Like Gotta that's trust time. Suspect okay. Time sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I'm like supposed to. Be, I don't think I even have this like secret. Like I hope we meet up right, or like I right. hope we're together. Like I truly believe in sacred one night stands. Totally. Yeah. Mm. Like yeah. you can like honor someone's being in their energy field just for that moment. Yeah. With truly not like, are you going to call me tomorrow? Really? Yeah. And games. I mean, you could probably do that with more purity because you don't know that much about them. So you're just like worshiping as the divine masculine, not the guy who like forgot to take out the trash or whatever the fucking thing is. You know what I mean? Not that, yeah. that that's ever an issue with us. I don't know why I even said that, but you know what I mean? Like different yeah. tropes. Yeah. And I know he felt weird towards the end because I was like thinking about you guys towards the end. I was like, I want, I don't want to fuck up my opportunity to go see these guys. Like, I really want to be able to see them tomorrow. So I was like, we were like holding each other. And I could have held him for like days, I think. Yeah. And for me, that's so big because yeah. like, if you were to touch my arm right now, I would be like, oh God, Mary's feeling how disgusting I am. And like, <coughs> it would be going on for too long. Yeah. Like I shouldn't even admit that like sort of anxiety I have in my own body. Yeah. But the way like he stood me up and like I was naked and we turned on music and he just came behind me and we just like danced naked and he was just like holding me in a way that I was like I'm not disgusting. Like I'm not in this moment. 
I love that he appreciated your vagina too. Like, cause that's such a huge thing that like women do in women's group. And I've found it very like helpful and healing, <laughs> but to have someone else do it, I'm, I think it's like a full circuit kind of like your vagina should have nice words said to it, you know? Yeah. And it's helping me right now process this with you guys. Cause I haven't told anyone yet. Like I'm literally yeah. just walking out of it. And we were so in the moment that I was like, not in my head some of the times so I was yeah. like not processing it. So even when I said out loud how he was talking to my vagina, I haven't said that out loud yet. It's and crazy. it's hitting me like, how fucking kind was that? <clears throat> he didn't even yeah. know it. Yeah. And I feel like the mat like we talk about men being assholes or like objectifying women. But I think so many men like really just want to like love the vagina. Yeah. You know? Oh totally. Like really just want to like honor the feminine. Yeah. Within themselves, but like also with the feminine, you mm. know? Mm. Yeah, you have to assert your needs, I think, as a man. I think that's part of being a man is like, you know, just like, just being like, here's what I need. Here's what I like. And yeah. it's it's crazy because I, I think about um, just it's a very simple thing. But I don't think guys care about someone having a bush. <laughs> I don't I, like I think especially when you're first hooking up with somebody, if it's a one night stand and they have a bush, I'm almost like, oh, well, well you weren't expecting this. That is really hot. I do like that. <laughs> You know, Uh, I have something else that like I'm just remembering now, too. That's pretty huge. Um, I have PCOS and it's called polycystic ovarian syndrome. Mm, Yeah. And it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier with the Lyme. You know, it's like something people identify with. Yeah. You know, and I definitely identify with it. Mm. Um, And or I did. I'm like letting that go right now. But what PCOS does is it creates a ton of cysts on your ovaries. And I have like two softball size. Like my ovaries are like the size of a softball because there's so many cysts on them. And it makes you like gain weight and hold weight. Like Mm. no, I've gone like all vegan, cut out sugar, no alcohol. And like you just don't lose the weight. Mm. And it's your pituitary gland telling your ovaries on an energetic level. There's like scientists who've wrote about this. It's your pituitary gland telling your ovaries it's not safe to get pregnant. So Mm. you don't ovulate. So that's why it's all there. It's like you don't release. Like literally my body won't fucking release. Mm. So I'll go period. I'll go long time. Like time i don't know how to say it with period i won't have my period for months at a time Mm. and like that's super toxic that's like death energy because you know you need to bleed with life and as he was talking like as we were having sex last night i started gushing blood incredible it's like the bleeding just started happening and it's like something in that sexual healing that happened last night it's like my Mm. body is like you can let go of things now. Yeah. You can Holy shit, yeah. Lacey. Yeah. We, yeah. Second de-virgining. Yeah. De-virgin oh, yeah. And you got, and it was truly a virgin uh, ceremony. Yeah. 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 And there's like this bigger connection of like your ovary, the sacral area is where you're a creator from. Yeah. Like you create art from that area, but you also create life from that area. And so there's like this bigger connection of being 17 and feeling like I couldn't be the creator. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And that's like kind of when the PCOS like started. Yeah, and so I like couldn't be the creator, and then like holding on to my sexual trauma, and now I'm like in New York City performing every night, <clears throat> like releasing in that creative out wow. yeah. way, and then the sexual way. Yeah, and it's like wow. my body's like, okay, we can align now. Like yes. we can do it. Yes. 
Yeah, I was just thinking about recently, like, why do our shadows show up in the sexual realm more than any other realm the most intensely? Like, that seems to be if you, like, study the realms of life, like, your shadow is most present in that realm. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck is that about? Because I guess it's just, like, the most intense human interaction. But it's because it's also supposed to be the realm where the most healing takes place. Yeah. There isn't space in that realm for hiding, even though you think there is. No. You know? Yeah. Um, And... Like, it's funny you talk about needs because, like, needs needs is an interesting way to think about sexual desire because sexual desire is really you playing out your shadow through desire and your karmic ties that are distorted through intimacy, yeah. you know? And so desire is actually a moving target. It's not like this is what turns me on in this lifetime unless you don't move spiritually in the lifetime and the same archetype is what's fulfilling you in whatever archetype you want to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. But if you're evolving spiritually, it'll be different archetypes um, and different things. And the other thing that happens when you evolve spiritually is you understand that there's not a stagnation in what it is to need and desire and really you can desire anything. You yes. can, like, you can muster you can desire for anything, right? It's really, like resistance that's in between you and thinking everything is hot because really everything is hot and does turn you on yeah you know yeah yeah we divergenize mayor (laughs) she she went through a a similar like not taking on new lovers thing yeah and and it surprises me when you say that because i'm like because the energy you carry and the energy mayor carries i would both fully totally respect if you're like oh yeah i'm a fucking slut i don't care you know whatever i embrace it i love it you know i totally but yeah, Mare told us how many partners she had, and I was like, get the fuck out of here. I was, I was like, I don't believe you. I've, are you a high-paid escort? Is this, <laughs> is this what you do? Like, what's going on here? Why are you coming towards us? That was the other thing you asked me on the phone. Or no, if you remember, on our energy reading, you were like, are you a sex worker? Right after you said that about my mother and amphetamines, I said no. And you said, okay, well. You have like a lot of sexual energy. I haven't really dealt with that on the phone. <laughs> I was like, okay. That's hilarious. You were like, I suspect you probably do do sex work. It's just not in that specific realm. And it re- oh, that really just, yeah. that was like, oh. like all of the things in place of understanding myself and the way that I relate oh, to the world and stuff. So it's so very helpful. Cool. But yeah. Yeah. You're very cool. It, it, it's so wild that I did a reading with you and then... Yeah, I can't. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the wh- what is what did we figure out was the was the quick roundabout of our six degrees of separation or one degree of separation. I I think I could tell an abridged. Yes, please, because I cannot. Yeah. Um, Lacey found us randomly on YouTube. Was like with the podcast of you talking to your cousin Jesse of all podcasts. and was like, <laughs> wow, these guys are real. I dig their vibe. And it's just then- two fucking derelicts talking about all the shit we stole when we were kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Liz is like, all right, that's cool. <laughs> and then you realize that you knew um, I, Ramin, or that we knew Ramin and that we knew a bunch of people. And then you saw Mare on the podcast and was like, she's awesome. You guys are awesome. We should all do a podcast. And Mare had all this time been like, Lacey's awesome. I did a reading with her and she um, like really broke a bunch of stuff open for me. Like you should, de- like she's been telling me from the very beginning, you got to do a reading with Lacey. You got to do a reading with Lacey. She like really made a big shift for me. And then you were like, let's, let's all podcast. And I was like, yeah, it's so funny. Cause Mare did a reading with you and, I think you, I didn't even say this part, but you had on the reading with Mare been like, you should be on my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy that you were like, you did a reading with Mare. And I was like, oh, I did? Fuck, I like wish I remembered that. Yeah. And I went to sleep that night. And then that's when I like saw the vision of being on that porch in Nashville. And I was like, it has 
has to be that fucking <laughs> tattoo girl <laughs> I told to be on my podcast. Like, it has to be her. So that's so amazing. I yeah. feel very lucky to be in your presence right now. It feels really. cosmic. It feels inevitable. It feels like unavoidable. And we're going to go hang out with Noah after this. <laughs> and we're going to yes. go hang out with Noah. Yeah. And I said, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast yet, but like, artists need artists and like as corny as it is like art saves lives oh yeah mm-hmm. and art is the energy of being a god which is an autonomous being who can create their own reality mm-hmm. and the fact that you're like making documentaries and the way you do it and the way you guys see people and hold that story mm-hmm. and the and like mare is an artist in her own right and like you carry that energy like I think everything that's happened in the last two years, like the financial collapse and all this fear shit is trying to hurt artists. It's trying to oh, break yeah. down the artists. Yeah. And you guys are like fucking holding <laughs> strong <laughs> through the tsunami, which I think in a way is like bringing healing to the grid for other artistry. Mm. Like even my own, like, I found the podcast like last summer. It's like crazy. It was like a year. And I think it's almost been a year when I first reached out to you that we're supposed to record. And it's been, there's been moments where I wanted to stop my podcast, stop art, you know, do a real job, that kind of thing. Mm. But the idea of like converging with you guys, like kept that hope like yes. going. Yes. That's, like, that's that. why we need to do stuff. I feel like, you yeah. know what I mean? It's just like plant the seeds like you planted a seed a year ago and it's bearing fruit now but it's just starting you know who knows who knows where it'll all go like you said like i knew i was gonna meet all you guys i didn't know if it was just gonna be the podcast like it probably we'll probably do a lot more cool other fucked up and even if like i leave right now this is something magical for me like even that i get to like process like what just happened like this is a therapy (laughs) session so thank you thank you yeah are you kidding me story of a lifetime (laughs) yeah jesus christ and i i think like this trip is healing masculine yeah like for me like healing my relationship with the masculine and the masculine like in myself yeah because the night before i performed at under saint mark's and I went and stopped into a bar because, like, I was early. So I just, like, I was going to go write poetry. I love writing poetry in a bar, even, like, being sober. Because mm-hmm. you just, you know, the energy. And I also like your guys' relationship with drugs. Because, like, I try to be sober a lot. And, like, it's the purity Virgo in yeah, me. Yeah, definitely. Like, don't eat preservatives. Don't uh, yeah, don't yeah, put yeah. anything. Oh, I'm, I'm one day away from being completely sober for the yeah, rest of my life yeah. every moment in time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm one day away from never having sex with anybody for the rest of my life. <laughs> Exactly. Every, mo- every second when day, I was you little, catch me being like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You love it. <laughs> when I was little, I was like, I could literally be a nun. Yeah, no, there, I, I thought right. I was going to get canon. 2020, I was like, that's, that's, that's my life. It. Yeah. <laughs> I, totally. there it is. I do have the path of the seven, so I do have the path of the nun. I have the path of seven. I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah. The only thing I really know about the path of the seven is that we keep our feet on the fire, right? <clears throat> like, we go to, like, the worst of the worst to, like, teach about it and tell about it. Is that it? Well, it's the monk path, path of the seven. Um so the chariot card to spirit journeying, but spiritual journeying. And I think about it expressing it as myself and like with the psychedelics all the time, that like spiritual journeying 
yeah. in my life, you know. Um, but yeah, it's the path of uh, non-attachment, and that could be part of the like feed on the fire, uh, like symbology that you're thinking of too. Yeah, and the part where I was like, I have to get rid of everything in my apartment because I was coming to New York for a few days. Yes, so like non-attachment. We have to totally. care- be careful what we leave with Mare because she might uh, just. Yeah, sometimes she does a complete just gets rid of everything. <laughs> oh, yeah, what the fuck? Oh I like gosh. that thing. <laughs> Mare, you're my people. No, seriously. So cool. yeah. um, I was trying to think. I think Leonard Cohen had the path of the seven. I think there's and he like literally a, went to the top of a mountain for seven years. Yeah, and he and did the monk thing <laughs> for yeah. real. Yeah. But I think there's a traveling nature to it too um, as far as just like I guess that's that's how you think about trips too. Just experiencing the, as m- many different connections as possible in a lifetime so that you can have a broader view of it yes. through that journey, you know? And I know that sounds like anybody could relate to that, but it is just more of like this. I don't know how to describe it. The thing that feels fulfilling to me in my life is thinking about anything that aligns with monkhood, you know, yeah. anything that aligns with that um, yeah. you know, trajectory of things. Yeah, Mer- Mer will take orders like you wouldn't believe. Like you wouldn't think so because you're like, oh shit, this is a woman who fucking whatever, uh, you know, like... If if I'm like eh, maybe I don't want to really do it, she's just like oh we're not doing that anymore. Cool, I'm I'm she, and she'll beat me to it and and be better at it than I am. You know, she's very good at that. You're very mutable. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Neat. just like you were saying with um. Yeah, the mutability of like masculine and feminine within us. It's also like and there being um, sort of the calvary of like your young person and your old person and the mother archetype in you and the father archetype in you yeah uh there's so many different personalities within that and i feel very in touch with that just because i'm such a mutable person um and i have such a range in my voice you can hear it when you listen to me speak all the different kinds of personalities not just in like the high or the lows but I like really the like way your it would voice smell hey hey <laughs> like do you feel safe and confident and comfortable <laughs> listening to me i oh, felt like yeah. it was you feel so like, yeah, sexual i was say. like she's so sexually powerful <laughs> oh, <laughs> you have no idea <laughs> Jesus this is the shit i can't talk about <laughs> um Hello. but no like I just think it's like part of my art to explore that like, oh yeah, like within a person, there's those many people. Yeah. And um, so it's made people in my life really uncomfortable and it's part of my art form that I feel like I almost identify as abrasive to the people around me, which is just like a fixedness in my mutability. Like I'm going mm-hmm. to change, I love the change. And like, I like the embodiment of different things and we all do it all the time. And I think the more you get to know yourself and other people, the more you can try and, um, because you're never separated, but the more you'll realize, like, the different, um, like, gravities of person within a single person, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, completely. Yeah, and when I was having sex with that guy last night, it was definitely, like, our 17-year-old self, but then it would, like, wave in and out, and I saw, like, his four-year-old self, you know? Mm. I saw his, like, six-year-old self, and it was, like, it sounds creepy, but it was, like, really nice to hold him and, like, hold that five-year-old him. Yeah from like a heart space yeah and part of like i like what you said earlier you were talking about how we can really like manifest who we see Mm. i think we get fucked up about manifestation in like the spiritual world because it teaches you so much how to manifest money how to manifest a new opportunity (laughs) when it's like i think the coolest manifestation is like when you can really manifest your friends, like mm-hmm. when you can really manifest who is walking next to you on the street. Mm. There was a point in my life when like Lyft and Uber first came out and I was like doing Lyft and Uber to make money to go to the country. 
and which was fucking weird yeah, and like so lot. unsafe. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Like I know, so unsafe. Eh? We create our reality, yeah. and I was safe the whole time. Yeah, but like <laughs> it was fun with magic because I would just manifest who would enter the car. I'm yeah. like, okay, next I want like someone who's a producer in music, and like they would literally come into the car. Like, and I was just like playing with characters because we are each other and then we can call on the different characters that reflect ourselves. yes and the other night when i went to under saint mark's to perform when i was in that bar it wasn't super conscious but i was like i need to like guides just show me who i need to like encounter before i go do this poem and like fucking two seconds later this guy walks through the door like bustling and like real tall and like I'm like please don't be it please don't be it <laughs> and he has this like hat on and sits next to me and he's like I'm a producer from LA and I produce commercials and I'm here in New York and I was like okay <laughs> you know <laughs> and then he just kept like asking me questions and I was like trying to just like be in my notebook to write poems. Cause like, this is definitely not who my guide sent to me. And he was like, I'm 52 and like just telling me boring shit. And then he like was asking about my parents and like where I grew up. And I just looked at him cause this is usually like a real stopper of a conversation. Cause I can be very cold, even though I'm five foot two with a squeaky voice. And I was like, I'm an orphan. And he's like, I just fell in love with you. Like a real orphan. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yes, a real orphan. And I'm like, and I have to go perform. And then I had already told the bartender where I was performing. So they were like, oh, have fun at this. And they said the name. And I left. And then the guy came and sat next to me at my performance. And he watched me perform. And he's 52. And right before I performed, there was a mother or dad-daughter performance in front of us. And he was like, he just like held my hand through it. And normally if a 52-year-old fucking stranger fucking touches me, I will punch you in the face. Yeah. The Aries in me is a little volatile and violent. <laughs> <laughs> and I like actually like let him touch my hand for a second. And he put his head on my shoulder Whoa. a little. And I was like... Oh, you're just a little bit of father energy right now. Yeah. That's going to, like, I'm going to allow this much father healing <laughs> and, like, father yeah. archetype come in. Yeah. And, like, he he was never, like, inappropriate. I was, like, he's going to be, like, sexual and weird. And he was never actually inappropriate. He watched me perform. He's, like, you did a really good job. Like, you're really beautiful. You have a great voice. And just like left. And I wonder if I almost needed that before I like went to the 17 year old sex thing. Wow. Yeah. For the openness of the child to come out. I love that. Yeah. So it's like major masculine energy healing for you. Well, you're healing the city. You're not only you're Uh, you're healing yourself, but you're healing the city to like to even say that. And I wonder, I'm curious why this is bubbling up because I've heard a few other women say the same thing lately. Like, yo, we need to fucking, yo, men need to be like felt like. You know, they feel, need to feel like a man. You need to, yeah. you need to worship that thing. You know, yeah. uh, I, I feel like it's bubbling up a lot lately. But like what you did for those guys and the ripple effect that that'll have, like incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. And even before I went to the poetry thing last night, I went to a bar again to like write and try to memorize my performance. And I never drink when I'm there. Just like 
you know, I get like something. So I'm a paying customer, but I, I have an aversion to like big white men, Mm -hmm. like big straight white men, because those, that's like who abused me growing up. And I've always been much more comfortable with like the queers of the world you know, and the feminines of the world. So this big, huge, white, bald man, like bald, you know, and like has this like Brooklyn accent, (laughs) you know, like very (laughs) aggressive, like is my bartender. And again, I like had this aversion and he was so fucking kind to me. And the kindness just like melted me Mm. and it the bar was slow and he like sat with me and he was just like telling me about himself and like why he loves New York. And he's like, you're going to do so good tonight. He's like, I'm so glad you're in this city and you're just going to do such a good job. And he was just so encouraging and like kind to me. And it's just like, I felt a true like love between us, even Mm. if it was just for that hour. Yeah. And, and I, all I could think is like, why do people say that people are mean in New York? Like literally everyone has been so, <laughs> so nice. nice to me. It's, it's, it's the same reason I think people say it's like shitty weather in Seattle and you go there and you're like, no, it's not. This is the best. And they're like, Shh, <laughs> we don't want to blow up our spot here. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like that. I feel like you came here as a magical being, but you tapped right into the magical vibe. You, you can tap into that. And that's the, that's the allure, really alluring magnetic part of this place for all of us. Yeah. Is like, man, anything can happen at any time. You could tap into the, the magic of synchronicity and just like, yes. just the mystery unfolding right in front of you and all the, just the beings that will pop up. And the different expressions of archetypes like you experience. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you will meet the divine masculine if you're in New York for a long enough period. You know, you will yeah. meet the toxic masculine, but you'll meet the divine too. Because yeah. it's all here. Yeah. It's all in the same bar. It's all here. Bar. It's all loud. It's all in the same bar. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I wonder how much of like the toxic masculine was a projection of my own wounding. Mm. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Because, like, if I would have been carrying my wounds in a way that I sometimes do, I might have seen him on a totally different timeline in a totally different plane. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. A lot of girls that I know that struggle deeply with that issue of toxic masculinity, it's usually they haven't embraced the masculine within themselves. And they're so averse to just that energy being channeled in general that, of course, it would perpetuate itself like that. Uh, totally. And I know like when we talk about manifestation, people are like, why am I not manifesting this thing that I want? Cause I'm like thinking about it. I'm doing the mantra. I'm doing right. the ritual, but we manifest in my opinion through like feeling in the body and through our energy field. And sometimes our bodies are literally carrying these wounds, these timelines from when we were seven So then we're manifesting from our seven-year-old self. We're manifesting from that wounding on a subconscious level. But we'll get so frustrated because they're like, I motherfucking did that ritual this morning. I I did my spell candle, you know? Mm. And it's like, yeah, you're saying the right things. And there's nothing. And people, and then in this like, toxic positivity spiritual world they'll they'll teach you something's wrong with you or just pay for this course (laughs) and then you'll like really learn to manifest (laughs) but people aren't realizing that their divine higher self is trying to heal that wound so they're manifesting the frequency of that wound to live through it again to bring healing totally and it's yeah totally 
Yeah. It's the same thing sexually because people will say the same thing. Why do I keep manifesting the same partners or the same sexual yeah. experiences? You're, not <laughs> <laughs> you're stuck on it, you know? Damn. Yeah. You have work to do with that, <laughs> with that energy. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. all happening for you. It's just whether you're going to judge it or not. Right. Or, yeah. Yeah. For you. For you. Not yeah. to you. <laughs> simple, yeah. simple distinction. Yeah. And that's time. It's happening for you. Like when you want to move with it, you just can move with time. Yeah. It's not, yeah. it's not an entity happening outside of you. Mm. Yeah. I, I still don't have the language around the time thing yet. I'm trying to like work yeah. it No, it's out. good to talk about it. No, this is yeah. a good space to talk about it. I love that you've talked about time and the divine masculine because I'm having my Saturn return. And it's yes. about to go exact in like a week. So Yeah, it's about to get I, fucking real. Yeah. Oh, you're going to have to go into isolation. Oh, I'm going I'm going to Georgia. Okay. She is. She's yeah. going. She really <laughs> I, like, there's, I mean, there's going to just be a period of it probably. You know, yeah. Of that isolation. Yeah, 7th house Saturn. Um, and the universe is just scooping us out of here the first time we've worked in fucking three years. Like, yeah. all of a sudden, it's like, oh, you got to go. All of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's so I crazy. thought this job was about us, but it's about there. <laughs> yeah. Um, literally, before it was happening, the day it goes exact, which is Cass's birthday, they were supposed to leave on yeah. the 18th. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Keep yeah. it interesting. How yeah. long will you be gone? A couple weeks. <clears throat> yeah. So. A month, basically, though. Yeah, we're going to keep going. How long does she need to stay isolated for? Time. (laughs) She'll know. (laughs) There won't be a period of time, but I feel like you'll know when you have to get out of it. Because there will be a point where you have to be immersed again in the energy. But you'll have to pay attention because I think it's dangerous if you try to, like, force the isolation or stay in it too long. Yeah. It might be a day of isolation or three months yeah well i have isolation in my chart with saturn in the seventh anyways um and he's he's staying there for like a month and a couple weeks just on my specific degree because that retrograde yeah which is pretty rare right yeah it's usually just like a couple weeks and then he'll come back next year in january to do the final full sweep um, and I thought I was going to call the EP that I'm recording there Grandma's House, but I may call it just Daddy's Home or Saturn Return. <laughs> so something to do with that because it feels like that's where everything is spinning around, you know? Come to Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> is it your dad's grandma? Yes. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. It's yeah. His dad's yep. mo- her dad's mother. Yeah. 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 Badass. <laughs> but it's not, but I, wa- there's not like feminine energy from that. So it's not like you're, like it's not, like you're, it's not the mother your dad came from. Nope. But yeah, because it's not like direct <laughs> bloodline nope. of the feminine. Yeah, yeah. So then that's why you can embrace more of the masculine. Wait, you just intuited that her dad was adopted? We talked about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just. Oh, this is. <laughs> <laughs> she probably. It would have. It would have surprised know. me. Surprise me. I didn't know. It, yeah. 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 I didn't know if we talked about it or not. Yeah. But, but we're all talking. Yes. Here yeah. Yeah. and here. So I'm like, yeah. which did we actually say that one out loud or yeah. something yeah. else totally. out loud? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't remember what else I was going to say about Saturn and myself, but yeah, Saturn time. Yeah. But with intuition, like, I don't think we, like, I don't ever think it's an individual, like, intuiting. Oh, yeah. Anything. You tried to tap me into my power and I'm, like, still not accepting it. You're like, you have all this intuit. I'm like, I don't know, Lacey, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you do. <laughs> just like, you're so powerful. I'm like, thank you, but I don't know. <laughs> I just think sometimes Cass is, like, being in a body and I think intuition requires some of that. Yeah, and an elf wouldn't feel like they're really powerful. Do you know what I mean? An elf just is. Okay, wait, do Mare now. What is what is Mare? 
Mary's mm. a dark goddess mm. in the underworld. Yep. Duh. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> yeah. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. Like, you could do dark spell work for sure. Like, you could do really dark things. Dark yeah. magic. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you she could. could. We try to stay on her good side. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but good or bad, is that real? You know what I mean? Like, no. we just don't have the right words for it. Yeah. But, like, Medea, the dark goddess, like, which I feel like you kind of vibrate with, we've bastardized that in our society and made it media and it's fucking awful, right? Like mm. the media is awful and controls people and kills people. Blah, blah, blah. But there's also, I found you through the media. I know. And what yeah. we make is media. Yeah. You know, like you, exactly. So to think it's just bad or good, all dark magic mm-hmm. is the weave of both. And Mary's the weave of both, yeah. you know? But wow. but I wouldn't want to get on Mary's bad side, no. <laughs> especially in the 3D no. reality. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not that I think you would actually do anything, but you you should see. You should have <laughs> so funny. Mare, I'll bring this up. See if it triggers anything in Mare. But remember when that woman came into your apartment and I saw Mare after that? There's this woman who came into her apartment when she was getting work done in her bathroom, and Mare was like, "That bitch, I'm gonna fucking." I don't even know what you were saying, but we there was we can't even talk about when uh, Mare was like just fucking mad at her neighbor and i'm because because as you're saying this i'm like mary doesn't have like a shit list really you know no. but that neighbor got got you i don't think you guys understand my humor sometimes when i'm trying to be <laughs> funny okay you seem serious <laughs> yeah because i've never I, that's heard the cutest I've never thing laid, i've heard you say i've never yeah. laid a hand on anybody in my life no. now it's hard to believe because everyone wants to write me as like you know the dark mistress of the night all the time <laughs> I actually had my name Mary stripped when I was a young kid in school. All the time, people would be like, you don't look like a Mary. You don't seem like a Mary. Because like, really? Mary is like an affiliated with sainthood or whatever. So, yeah. That was your first de-virginizing. Mary, yeah. It was my first de-virginizing, and mm. I just held strong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just leaned into the archetype that everybody wanted me to be. But you're as sweet as they come. You know what I mean? You, well, you're, that's you have the this, thing. That's, I feel like it's the secret sweet side. I think more people are becoming more known it, it, of it. You know, I know of it. So, it's like... You don't have. That's why I can even joke about this one moment where I saw you be like mad because it is like one moment, you know. Yeah, because you feel it in the moment. Like you don't have to have a shit list because like you feel it and you let it be. Do you know what I mean? All the way. You like totally feel it (laughs) and let it come in you. People who have a shit list are those who aren't being true to their anger, so they have to put it on a list. Right. You know, (laughs) carrying resentment is like. It's because they haven't fully felt it. Like I work with a lot of feminine people on their sacred rage, their anger. Mm. And the most angry beings are the women who tell me, I don't get mad. What are you doing? I I don't don't get mad. (laughs) I'm like, no, mad is mad. Isn't mad is just a state we go through each day. Happy is it's not a place we go live. Yeah. It's an emotion we cycle through. So if you're telling me you don't, how you don't cycle through it you're telling me that is living deep deep yeah. in you and then i'll i'll ask more questions i'll be like yeah i don't get mad but like i do get like irritated sometimes when i'm driving i'm like okay that is your sacred rage wounding coming to the surface mm. Mm. it's telling you you actually don't have control of your anger and you know if it's irritated they're really fucking flipping a bitch off yeah you know, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I play restraint with my energy all the time. That feels like the game that I have to play in this lifetime in a weird way. And then I'm always acting from this defensive stance of like, I promise I'm like, you know. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, I, I, I'm right there really with weird. you. I think I have the same so, thing. <laughs> wait, I want you to say more. I feel like there's something more you're supposed to say. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't. It just is like a villainhood that it feels like I'm constantly having to defend myself from. And then when people are like, you know, like you, you've seen my anger. You haven't seen my anger, and yeah, I have a ton of it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really good at restraining the amount of energy that I put in my life and focus and consciousness from a very young age about restraint. It feels like it, I get mad at myself about like it's still not working. Like people are, you know, like that kind of a thing. It, like it it's through. still not enough. It's still always there. Like it's still the thing that people want to pick up from me. Yeah. It can feel very um, like powerlessness. Yeah. In a pattern. But not really, because like you. N- Yes, but I think part of you like experiences joy because they're still picking up on that villainhood, which is like the most power. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not Su- saying that. I'm not saying it right. It's like you know that you're so powerful with the dark magic, and you know it's not actually a villain, but that it can be interpreted as villainhood. And I think there's a part of you that likes that people still pick up on it. People always say that about me too. I I feel like I spend most of my life trying to not be that way. And I think tattoos have not helped my case. So (laughs) I feel like, I feel like there's both something we're supposed to be saying right now. That's like not coming out. That's like say more. I know Um, when Mare's restraining herself. Yeah. And I think I am too. (laughs) There's no secret there. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I think you're very sweet and I think you're very kind. And I don't think, I think what we see is like the villain is part of what is fucking things up because you're not a, like a violent villain, but you carry the underworld with you. Like you, you can read shadows in people instantly. You can see the darkness in people. You don't feel like you can no, definitely. I am. I'm. I always attribute it to being a Virgo and having half of my life as Persephone in the underworld, and therefore never being able to escape that yeah. representation or whatever. And I have. Um, I know. I, I, I. The only way that I come to understand things is through astrology. But I have a pretty prominent Pluto. Yeah. You know. And I think you see the darkness in people, so they pick up in the darkness in you. Do you know what I mean? That's probably true. It's not really that you seem bad. You don't seem like a villain. Like they sense all of your sweetness and your kindness (coughs) and you're, you're actually comfortable to be around, I think, but like you're seeing the darkness in them. So they're sort of projecting that onto you. Like, Oh, you're dark or you don't like me or you're looking at me a weird way. It's because you see their shadow. I definitely feel like I am more in touch with my shadow than anybody else I've met in my, in this lifetime. Yeah. Like I know all of my dark crevices and dark spaces and just how ugly they are and mm, how yeah. present they are at all times. Um, because I also know that's where my power comes from is the power of that awareness yes. and the power of restraint, you know, like, mm, yeah. um, I really do think like most of the evil in the world is becoming from people thinking they're a good person. I think if you're always under this fucking, oh, yeah. if you're under check all the time under this, like I know I'm a villain and therefore I require restraint. Like, there's not a lot of room for like you know misalignment i think that's why it's easy for i don't know if this relates but for easy for to have a relationship with mayor at least our dynamic i think is fairly simple because i think we both trust each other to check our own shit like i don't need to check her shit she doesn't need to check my shit because we both know that we're on top of our own shit that's so refreshing it's like they're so good with each other it's crazy 
Yeah. You know, and then I feel like a failure because I'm like, fuck, man, am I good with either one of you? <laughs> am I ruining your lives? Or Well, and we have so much <laughs> communication that's not, obviously, we all do that's not happening on the physical, you know, like yeah. speaking plane that by the time we're talking it out, it's just like a quick clarification and to like sweep something away the way that we communicate is totally different and like i don't even know how to talk about it but yeah we, we <laughs> don't, don't even go there <laughs> <laughs> we have a great thing going on <laughs> I think so too. that's why we're like sean catch up <laughs> um yeah. and that's why like i think we'll defend each other to sean or something and oh, yeah. he doesn't want to hear it you know what i mean oh, yeah. he just wants to hear in a moment and i'll be like yeah, I just want to hear yeah. she's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's so... Uh, I think you guys are, like, bringing bigger healing on a cosmic level to relationships and partnerships. Sometimes I think that. Sometimes I can get on a fucking... <laughs> Illusional horse about it being like, I'm doing the work. <laughs> I think you are. Like, the fact that you guys, like, especially, like, this... I mean, all of it. Like, all yeah. of it. Yeah. All but... Like in human design, I've eaten. You have eaten? No, I just, I'm glad that you know about your human design. <laughs> yeah, we, this <laughs> has been our biggest one it. lately. Yeah. yeah. What's I your, what's your, um, I don't know type. about it. I'm a projector. Cool. So, pro- That's we love you. Yeah, there's something I, I like really you. feel like I relate to yeah, with you, that. but I don't know. I, Maybe because you're a, a leprechaun and I'm a dwarf. So, so I would like to say, just to clarify, I'm a manifester, so I have a close and repelling aura, which may just put all of the <coughs> conversation into better language, but continue on. Okay. Yeah. No, I honestly don't know much about it, except that as a projector, I I like sit in a tree and watch, and this is from P the Fairy, but yeah. like watch the world happening. Mm. And like, I'm constantly learning. Like we came here to learn. Yeah. And if we're, one thing I learned about that's really helped me in my life is I can get really frustrated, like really stuck on something and being like, what the fuck, you mm-hmm. know? And when I, and I'll loop on it. And when that happens as a projector, if we just start learning, it can break us out of the loop. Yes. Like listening to Sick. a really good book or a new album coming out. And you might not think you're like learning from a new album coming out, but it's like the new frequency yeah. and it's taking your mind somewhere else or getting to do a new project. Yeah. And it's like, that is like what projectors came to do and we'll mm. only do it if we've been invited to it. Yeah. So it was like, I've had this relationship with New York from a distance, but I had to really be like, wait to like be invited here at the right time. Mm. And like invite is, is an energy form rather than just like, Hey, you're invited. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. It's like these tentacles that will call you in when you're supposed to come. Mm. What were you going to say about the Cross of Eden that you have? Oh, yeah. So Eden, it's like I'm always trying to find Eden in the world. And it's... Have you been to Hawaii? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hit up Maui. (laughs) But it's like in every moment, there's a part of my brain that's going, how can we make this like the best fucking experience? But then with the Virgo in me, that can come off as like really, really critical. Because I'm like... Why are you doing that? Don't you want to do this? <laughs> like, do and you, that's a projector thing too. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm like, like making sure everything's at the highest. Yeah, I'm like, do, are, should we have more drinks? Like, yeah. is there this? Like, what will we be doing? Like, I just want to keep the moment good. Yeah, you know, yes. that's my whole fucking thing. 
And when I feel like I'm not doing that, I feel like I shouldn't even exist in the world. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's such a, it goes from such extremes. Yeah. And yeah. I like I'm burying me in a hole if yes. I can't like do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Exactly. What's your authority? Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Sacral. Sacral. I okay. I think. Okay. Yeah. What's mine? None. You have no authority. Oh yeah. Um, Some of those wow boy. Yeah, I need to get another human designer. Yeah, I want to kind of freak the fairy. Yeah, he's yeah. amazing. Where is she based she out of? Atlanta. Cool. Oh, yeah. We should have her on. Georgia. We're down there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's very fun. The Georgia I love her connection. art. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't really. I'm not really familiar with her yet, but I Mm-mm. want to. Yeah. 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 I've never met her in person either. It's like so weird how we have these like different realms of relationships yes but some people like will have a reading with me and i'm like oh i've just known you yeah Yeah. like like when i was talking to mary i was like we're gonna do podcasts like i'm just like (laughs) but we've also known each other in lifetimes okay so i have a confession when i'm like sitting here and i'm like there's like stuff that's not coming out that's supposed to be coming out it's me <laughs> and just us. But like I think what's playing in the background is like you and I could do some insane witch fucking rich like all of us could. No, it's okay. <laughs> but no. we know that we're a service but for she, you to bear. Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. But like it's not every day that you come across a dark goddess from the underworld. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. But That's I what we hold on to. <laughs> but I'm also afraid to even like talk about it because it's insane. Like I yeah. feel like we'll shift reality. Like yeah. at yes. least reality in our life, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like totally. Yeah. And I think the ritual would be really weird and yeah. like I like am seeing us in the mountains <laughs> right now. <laughs> like and I think that's what was like playing in the background. Yeah. But like like I'm seeing sacrifices and like weird ass ritual. Fuck well, it. I knew and this is the beginning of a saga, so sacrifices. I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> sacrifices <laughs> must be made. Oh, we were just gonna freeze over sacrifices. <laughs> I love gas. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What's your sacrifices all about? How long are we gonna be doing sacrifices? <laughs> just miss the whole like energy right here. Crazy. <laughs> 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 well, I might not be showing up if there are sacrifices. <laughs> yeah. We might be the first to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Mowgli's like hell no. Oh god, I'm sorry. I'm touching I'm my not mic. Going like up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. I don't know. I don't even know why I said sacrifices. No, I think it's sacrifices. No, that's very titillating. <laughs> If you're trying to pull someone in, it's like, okay, <laughs> elevator pitch. Uh, there's mountaintops. There's sacrifices. No, but like, um, I, I know it, it is like very elevator witch pitch, but... <laughs> I'm sold and I've been sold, so... Yeah. But I'm like sort of... I think, I think I'm, a, I'm still scared of parts of my magic, too. Just because when I met Ramin and, and Jessa and Noah, like... Not only did my life forever fucking change, but it, the whole world changed. I'm not saying it's because we met, but like just the timing of it all was just yeah. like mm. boom. And not only that, like when you're around other magic people, your your psychic powers heighten. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because we're each other, right? Oh, yeah. So like, there's never like oh, I'm the psychic and you're beneath me. Like that's such bullshit. Yeah. Like. Because if, if this person really is the psychic and there are people beneath them, then it will raise everyone up to the level yeah. anyways. Totally. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't, th- 
Like every time I do a reading, it's a co-creation. Like it's right. not just one. But if, but if I just feel like, and when I say sacrifice, whenever we manifest anything, we have to let something die. Whenever anything birth comes in, something has to die. So that's why when people are doing ritual, they kill something to mm. to invoke something coming in. Yeah, mm. we have a fr- I have a friend that I think of. And I've heard many people say this, but like, who's like, oh, I don't do manifestation stuff because every time I have, I've gotten in like a really bad car accident or something really intense has happened. And I, I kind of understand that energy or our friend Devin was like, he did this big ritual to become like this next level of a wizard, which he did, but his mom also died that year. And it's like, you don't know what you need to happen, what you're going to lose in your life to get you where you need to go. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's high stakes. It's high stakes. <laughs> exactly. But when you do the sacrifice there in the ritual, you're killing that thing there so you don't go and get the car accident. You're mm. choosing what you're killing so then you can call it. You're like taking the power of reality. And we all have power over mm. reality all the time. Does that mm. make sense? Can it be a haircut? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It can be such a haircut. Okay, cool. You have to do a full buzz cut, though. I'm down for that. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> it can be it can be such a haircut. <laughs> no, I like just had a haircut recently, and I was bawling during it. I just like wasn't expecting that. Yeah, you're very sensitive. I I don't yeah. mean that critically. I just mean like you're very like I think like you're tapped in, and you can feel a lot. Like I don't, I, I genuinely just don't feel as much as you feel. <laughs> I do feel a lot, but like. Part of, like, why I'm fat is because, like, I don't, like, emote it. Like, I don't let it out. Do you know mm. what I mean? So to, like, be bawling in a chair. Yeah. That's, like, that's big for me. Yeah. Because you have, like, awesome. protection mechanisms. Mm. Yeah. Because I just mm. keep it all in. That's mm-hmm. why I don't bleed. That's why I don't, like, lose <clears> weight. <throat> it's, like. Mm. New York helped me do that publicly better and more and without shame. Like. The girl that arrived to New York the first day would have never cried in public. And I have scream cried in <laughs> walking lungs on basically every street in this city. So, oh, you know, it's poetry. It is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it really is. That's when you know you're a New Yorker. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, Mary and I were talking about this or it does kind of come up because we have so many friends who have uh, PCOS or I know of so many women who are struggling with their period or not getting their period or just and I I of course go to the place of like is it the hormones and our food and the right. environmental stuff but like <clears throat> there's also this level of like repressing of the feminine or right. like what you're talking about feels like a whole nother flavor of what could possibly be going on because it's happening on all these different levels yeah yeah everyone I know who has PCOS have been like sexually abused mm. but most feminine carry sexual trauma in their bodies, even if they don't have an, a direct experience of sexual mm-hmm. abuse, because we rape and pillage the feminine within right. culture yeah. constantly. Right. Mm. And <clears throat> and I think for me, there's more, comp- even though like I present as over-sexual, like over-sexualized and feminine and short, there is a part of me that like over depends on my masculine, mm. you know, and has leaned too much in my own masculine mm. to the point of like suffocating the feminine in me and like having such fear of having babies in this life. Like yeah. I am so afraid of having a baby, even though I am a birth doula, even though yeah. I'm not afraid of birth when it's anyone else. I work with midwives, but like this is fucked up, but. Growing up, I thought I couldn't have 
sex with a man or like have a baby with a man because that they would molest my baby or my Mm. child. Like Mm -hmm. I just was such a deep believer that every masculine was a pedophile. Mm. Yeah. And the recent news hasn't helped. Media doesn't help with that at all. Yeah. Just fucking ratchet that up. For some reason, for some reason with the media coming I don't know if clean's the right word, but being like, our government's ran by satanic pedophiles, you know, and like the QAnon stuff. I was like, yeah, they're they're all my family. Mm. And, and like everyone else losing their mind about her. Like, did you know, right. Lacey? I'm like, yeah, you You're didn't so know. You're close to it, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're super close to But it. the wow. fact of like all of us just, t- it's so crazy. Like I stopped bleeding this morning and as we're talking about this right now, I'm like bleeding a lot. Just at this moment, but it's cool. It's like a release as we're talking about the release. Sorry, it's gross for anyone listening. It's an exclusive for our listeners. Yeah, we're flowing. (laughs) We're literally flowing. We're 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 fucking flowing, baby. We're literally flowing. Yeah. But then, like, as he, like, when I worked at the strip club, I was like, this is gonna fuck me up because I'm gonna get the worst of the worst toxic masculine who are Mm -hmm. coming in here for sex, Mm -hmm. and they're gonna like be pedophiles and like (laughs) I just like had this like fear narrative. You know, yeah. and I met the best men in the fucking world sitting at the strip club with them and even talking about sexuality, even them like grabbing my ass or like mm. joking about my boobs. There was healing in that for me. I'm not saying that's healing for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. But you did that level of complexity. But is there like yeah. an honesty there or something someone who like yes. doesn't repress their sexuality knows that they need to pay for it or there is like everything you're right. going to pay for everything in this life. You might right. as well have a transaction mm. with a woman who's beautiful and makes her legs so smooth and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> they came for fun. Yeah. They came for fun and yes. connection and freedom. Very rarely did they actually come for mm. sex. Even like the young boys who would come for like a bachelor mm. party, they were like, yeah, man, like tits. But they would come to like, mm yell with their boys you yeah. know you can also like smoke cigars there you can so order boys a can be steak boys. Yeah. yeah yeah and i think a lot of male desire comes across like innately as like abusive or oppressive but a lot of it is just like you were saying like it's a it's a worshiping of feminine and feminine energy yeah and it's almost like we haven't allowed any space for that exactly mm. and the strip club is that they're like Absolutely. up on the altar, up on the and, altar and, and we're like a hundred percent a hundred percent yeah. And ha- like I've said this a lot before, but I just remember being in my 20s and like fucking random people and feeling so like sucked dry afterwards, so depleted. And I'm like, man, like I would have felt better about that whole exchange if he would have like left $500 on the counter. You yeah. Know what I mean? yeah, right. Like, because we're all sex workers, whether right. we're doing that anyway. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, like I wouldn't say we all are, but like, a lot of girls in their 20s in college, they're just doing, like, emotional sex work with, totally. like, dudes. And, yeah. like, hooking up and not really knowing how to express themselves in it or how to receive in it. Yeah. And, not, and they're not getting anything from it. Yeah. Well, and the variances in intimacy, just like you were saying in your one experience here, even within that night within the same person, like, when you guys were penetrating, there was a lack of intimacy that then came about when there was, like, almost less physical touch or whatever the more subtle nuanced interaction was, mm, you know? Yeah. And, like, within sex, like, God, there's, like, you know, multitudes and multitudes and universes of differentiation between, like, the ways you're going to relate to each other, like, how intimate it is in one second and then the next second and then all around and whatever, you know? Yeah. That can allow that healing to take place, whatever. 
Yeah. Like I love spring because it is the time of like birth energy. You know, the witches follow the wheel of the year and like witches are taught not to be afraid of death because we literally have times of sacrifice, times of death. And now is the time of like birth. And I needed this birth more than ever this spring because in the winter I lost six friends this winter. Oh my God. I'm sorry to hear that. And it's like, in a way, I don't think we're talking about all the death that's happening right now. Like, in a way, I don't think we should be because, like, the news is, like, yeah. right, pushing that on us. But they're not talking about it in an authentic way. No. Mm. And there is a lot of death happening. There is a lot of, like, sacrifice happening for a new world to mm. come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think these souls and these spirits are stepping into that sacrifice in an honorable way. Like, that's just what I think. <coughs> I feel fucked up saying that because it's horrible losing people for us yeah for us for the people that are left behind yeah yeah and i lost i've lost did you hear about that tattoo shop that there was a shooting at a tattoo shop in denver mm-hmm. yep. in yeah, yeah yeah those are all my friends oh. and like um one of them was my yoga teacher Alyssa, and like she she carried the shadow she has like some mirror energy you mm. know and she worked at the tattoo shop and like, I never felt safe yoga. Like look at my body, like yeah. fucking yoga. Nah. <laughs> but like going to her classes were the first classes where she would like talk about the shadow and like, like every body, like really doing it, but not like in this like superficial body positive bullshit thing. Mm. Like she'd get up and cry sometimes. She'd be like, I fucking hate my body today. Like, I fucking hate this. Let's yeah. do a downward dog. You know what <laughs> I mean? And that's like what I needed. Yeah, totally. And um, so, yeah, I lost her and like I could just feel this like extreme darkness after they left and like the grief and but more like the darkness of the city and tattoo artists and artists like that it was literally scouted out and um after that there's a girl i grew up with named desi and when i go back home i have to go to her funeral because i didn't have her funeral this during winter because her mom was in the hospital with covid oh wow damn and I was texting Desi the night she died because she was like posting like weird shit on social media. And I was like, something is fucking weird. And I was like, just meet me. Like, just meet me for coffee. Like, just let me get to you. And she was kind of like dancing around it. And then the next morning she's dead. Mm-hmm. And they don't like, I think she might have taken pills and drink or like, I don't know like how it was. But like, I could feel her like spirit going and like the pain kind of the layers she had to go through mm-hmm. as she was dying. Yeah. And then I have a friend, Nick, who I met at an open mic when we were teenagers. And we, like, it was kind of like a New York experience that I'm experiencing now because he was such a vibrant artist. And we went and made out, and I, like, felt I, like, didn't really want to make out with him, but I liked him. And the next day he wrote a poem about making out with me called She Kisses Like the Color Gray. <laughs> I know it was very offensive, but I was kissing him like the color gray. And then like, I, like, I didn't get offended because it was such a real fucking poem. And as I was kissing him, like I didn't, it was so, it was beautiful art. And I was kissing him like that, you know, because when you're kissing someone, you don't want to like, mm, how is that going to be good? Yeah. Yeah. 
but like when he died, I was like, how am I going to deal with more fucking death? And like his death was super weird because he, he was like a part of my podcast. Like he was never on it, but like he was so fucking supportive of it when Mm -hmm. I felt weird about it. And he like, and he had sent me, I'm really bad about checking emails. And he sent me this like three page email weeks before he died that I never even opened. I never responded to his text. I didn't open his emails and he fucking died. Mm-hmm. And like at, cause he's an artist during this time and he mm-hmm. felt alone in his art, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like weird. Cause I talk about like a big game, but I left him alone in his art and like didn't respond. And when he died, I was like, Oh God. Mm-hmm. But he came to me that night and I blasted music and I fucking danced with his spirit as it was transitioning. And he was so happy about dying. Like, oh, he was yeah, like, Lacey, yeah. this yeah. is fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, you think things are this awesome way there? Like, yeah. I'm vibing. Yeah. So, yeah, to experience all this, that darkness, and then to come into spring right now is really fucking cool. Sorry I told you all that death stuff. No, it's we good. Really bring no, it's down good. The energy. It's still happening. You know, yeah. the death energy is ever-present and roaring. I mean, I hear it calling, you know, it's yeah. there, it's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just interesting to like, you can really, everyone can like tap into the spirits as they're transitioning Yeah. and they'll like, they'll talk to you about it. Yeah. Like it's like almost heightened then. That's yeah. right. Her grandmother's there right now. Yeah. Well, she's interdimensional, you know, so she's she's so close to the end. I feel <laughs> like that the reality tunnel is like coming apart and she's like, I can see other things like that's what it feels like. Yeah. She sees ghosts behind me. And that's be like, so are, are they nice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, she seems to have some more clairvoyant stuff come in in her. The transition period. That's wild. Yeah. But of course, you're the one there during it, you mm. know? Oh, I've always felt like a natural death doula. Like you so are, touch- totally. Yeah, no, it feels like the most <laughs> random thing ever that I'm the person she happens to be talking to. Yeah. <laughs> and my dad being somebody who doesn't do any grief work and is like one of the most grief-averse persons that you could meet, um, like having me there, he didn't even, like he didn't see her until I was there and he went down and saw her. Um When she was in the hospital, I think it was just obviously incredibly helpful for me being like the bridge energy completely i don't think he could have done it otherwise yeah Uh, he his energy was so it's hard for him it's really hard yeah it's really hard yeah 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 he doesn't want to deal with it and it sucks who would want to deal with it you know like your mom's dying slowly yeah yeah the slow is the fucking yeah it's like so it's it's the yeah worst kind of that's the weird stuff about time again oh yeah no the time thing yeah very very but i also like not to make everything like about you like i have this issue of like building the whole narrative around me or like around (laughs) the person but like part of her slow death is like giving you this time to be in georgia right like give you that time to like Mm. yeah feel purpose down there too yeah and like giving you time with her and time for that ethereal process she's going through mare shares her name they have the same name mare's living in her bedroom and planting in the garden that she planted in and i feel like everyone in her grandmother's orbit right now is going through a meditation on death especially when you're at that house oh yeah you're like wow damn that is real yeah Oh, yeah. oh yeah um yeah. Oh, what was I going to say about grief and death? 
stoner. Do you want to take a break? We could end this. We've been talking for a while. This was awesome. Hour and 34. Uh, Lacey. I have to pee anyway. Whore pod. H-O-A-R pod. We're about to get on it. Yes. Yeah? You want to do it? Do yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. Vocal only. You'll get... If you're listening to us and somehow don't know about Lacey's podcast, we're about to be on there and it's going to be dope. Oh, yes. Yeah. And you can find me at on Instagram at Lacey's Free or on Patreon slash Lacey Free. Yes. Yeah. This was a very generous gift. Thank you for being so open. You're the oh best. my gosh. Oh my God. You're no, the best. like you guys are like literally. I'm like processing the death <laughs> I went through. Like this was very great processing. Thank you guys. Oh, this so is great. Much. This was awesome. We're gonna do many more of these together. Yeah, so much magic it. to come. So yes. much magic. I absolutely love it and <laughs> deeply thank you for being the artist and creators you are and Ditto. like staying yeah, so Ditto. fucking true to it. Thank you. Tell Ditto. me another artist. <laughs> Hell yeah. Patreon.com slash church of chill. Yay, yay, yay. Yay, yay, yay. Cool. <laughs>